All right, how are we doing tonight, M12? Hey, well, listen, it is so good to see you guys tonight. I know that the room is a little bit different, and some of that is in light of the conversation we're going to have tonight. We're in a, a series called Obsessed, and before we get to week two, I want to welcome those of you who are here for the first time. Welcome. We're glad that you're here tonight, and uh, we hope you know that you're part of the family, so come on back next week and uh, hang out with us. And if those of you that are our guests, we have a gift for you at the end of the service, so make sure that you, uh, that you grab that on your way out. So tonight is week number two of a series called Obsessed, and what we learned last week is that we obsess over things, and in particular in this series, we're going to talk about the way that we obsess or get obsessed with the opposite gender. Here's what we know. We know that in middle school, in these three years, right, things begin to change. We talked about this last week. We have a lot of different changes that we're going through, whether it's physical change or emotional or social or even spiritual change. Some of you guys have made decisions to follow Christ while you've been in middle school, which is amazing. It's the best decision of your life. And if you're interested in learning what that means and what that is all about, then make sure that you let one of your smarter leaders know, or you can talk with me tonight. We'd love to have that conversation. But another thing that changes is how you view the opposite gender. And how you view the opposite gender changes while you're in middle school. It's just part of life, and it's normal. It's actually supposed to happen that way. So if that is beginning to happen, that's a good thing. That's a God-ordained thing. Right, And so we talked about some of those changes last week, but if you're with us, what we, what we landed on is that the best decision for you on your middle school journey, right, when it comes to the opposite gender is to focus on friendship. And we said it's, it's to focus on friendship because it eliminates a lot of pressure and eliminates a lot of drama that could potentially happen in your life because of the opposite Gender. Now, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page, too, about something that we want to invite you into this series. We have a text number that if you want to text in an anonymous question, things that maybe you don't want to ask in the context of your group or uh, ask in person, you can text the question. Some of you have already used that. You've taken advantage of that. And what we promise is that if it has to do with the Obsessed series, if it has to do with what we're talking about, then you'll get an answer. So I want to invite you to do that and uh, make sure that you take advantage of that. So before the second conversation, which tonight, as we talked about, when it comes to the way we view the opposite gender, it's a progression. It's not something that necessarily happens overnight, but it's something that changes over time. And so last week we talked about friendship. Tonight, I want to spend a few minutes with you and I want to talk about dating. I want to talk about dating. Now, before we go there, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. What we believe, what I believe, your small group leaders, M12, what we believe is the best decision for you, the wisest decision for you in the middle school years when it comes to the opposite gender is to focus on friendship. Because again, when you start to date, when you hit the play button on your dating life and you welcome that into your your world, right, what's going to happen is that it might cause a little bit of pressure. There's some pressure that comes when you start dating someone. 
there's also drama that happens. Right, ladies? Sometimes, sometimes this side of the room causes some drama. Sometimes this side of the room causes some drama. Stay with me. Stay with me. So the reason why it's important to view the other gender as a friend is because, hey, why do you want to bring in all the drama and all of the things that come along with, with dating? Now, here's the thing. So there's drama that happens, right? There's, there's pressure that happens. And there's also room, when you start dating, man, embarrassing, hap- embarrassing things just kind of happen when you start dating people. Because I remember one of the very first times that I went on a date, I was in high school and uh, showed up to uh, the girl's house. It was, I was taking her to prom. And, uh, and so I pulled up to her house. And, and luckily, she was a good friend of mine. We were good church friends. We kind of hung out at church. We were really close. My family was close to her family, all that kind of good stuff. But so I get out of the car, and I was unbelievably, like, nervous, all right? So nervous that I could barely get, you know, my hand out of my pocket to ring the doorbell. You know what I'm saying? Like, just so nervous. And the problem is that somehow from the car to the front door, okay, I did walk through her yard. That was the bad thing, right? But when I walked through her yard, I stepped in dog poop. And I didn't know that I stepped in dog poop. So what happens is the door opens. It's her dad. Hey, what's up, man? We're good friends anyway. And so I walk in the house and on the carpet, and I just smudged dog poop everywhere in the house. It was, it was terrible. I mean, this was awful. It was embarrassing, right? It was terrible. All because it was a date. I was so nervous. There's, there's pressure. There's embarrassment. You're trying to, you know, you try to impress the other person, and then you try to become someone you're not at times. And so in middle school, why open the door to all of that stuff? Now, when it comes to being embarrassed, I don't think I was quite as embarrassed as this young lady. Check out this clip. That's, the, that's as bad as it gets right there, right? Somebody in the back seat. Here's the best part of the video. Did you guys catch the guy's look on his face? I mean, he was like grossed out. You know what I'm saying? Because here's the thing. When you open the door to dating, right, then you've got pressure. You've got drama. You've got embarrassing moments that happen. Now, I know none of you ladies would ever do something like that, so we won't talk about that. But at the end of the day, right, if you determine in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, hey, you know what? These three years of middle school, I'm just going to focus on the friendship. I'm just going to keep it simple. I'm going to keep it easy. Focus on the friendship. That way there's no drama. There's no pressure. But see, what I know about this room is that some of you would disagree with that, and that's okay. Maybe some of you are dating someone now. Maybe some of you have boyfriends or girlfriends, and you're already kind of hitting the play button on that chapter of your life. Now, while I would say I don't think it's the best idea, at the end of the day, maybe you and your parents have determined something differently. So this is what I want to do tonight. I want to give you a statement. And I think that this statement will change the game when it comes to dating. Whether you're dating now, whether that's something that you're going to wait to do, at the end of the day, this statement has the power and the ability to change the game when it comes to this part of your life 
when it comes to dating. So here it is, and I want you to write this down if you got your outlines. It's simple. Make sure that they love God more than they like you. Really simple. The person that you date, make sure that they love God more than they like you, or make sure that you love God more than you like them. Students, this is huge. I would say to you, I would suggest to you that this is the single most important part of when it comes to dating, making sure that they love God more than they like you. But at the end of the day, the most important thing when it comes to dating can be easily, easily dismissed and overlooked. And sometimes we overlook the most important piece because, man, he's just so popular or he's just so cute or she's just so awesome, whatever the case may be. And so sometimes we're willing to look past what's most important, that they love God more than they like you. And when we do that, sometimes we bring pressure and drama, and sometimes it leads us down a road that we really don't want to be on. As a matter of fact, I remember literally a couple weeks ago, I was here at M12, I was in Starbucks kind of hanging out, talking with some of the girls. I'm sure these girls are in here right now, but I, I won't say their names, but we were talking and we're just kind of hanging out, having some fun, and then the boyfriend thing came up, and so we bantered around a little bit, and I just asked her the question. I said, so tell me, does, does he love Jesus? And she looked at me, she looked at me a little confused, and she said, I think so. And see, at the end of the day, students, that is the single most important thing when you start to date someone of the opposite gender. Now, last year, our pastor, Kevin Myers, had some words to speak specifically about this thing. He was actually talking about treasuring God over a guy or treasuring God over a, a girl. And one of the things that he said was so powerful that I thought, you have to hear it from him. And so give you a little context, PK was talking about the relationship that Mary had with God and how she treasured God over anything else. And so when he's talking, a lot of what he's saying is directed towards perhaps an older audience, but at the same time, it applies to all of us. So it's about three minutes and I, wanted, I want you to give your attention to the screen and listen to what P.K. said. I love what he said. Anything other than in God will leave you soul empty. That God himself is the only constant in your life. He's the only constant in mine. And, and this is the way that God designed for it to be. We were created for God to be our only constant, for God to be the most important relationship, for God to be in the center of us, and for us to be centered on him. And so if you're taking notes, I want you to know that God must be at your core. God must be your core. And the Bible says it like this. It says, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, and with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. 
And students, this is exactly what PK is talking about. He's talking about the fact that God is the only constant, that your security and your significance and your identity must be found in God and in God alone. Now, I want us to see a picture of this. And I want to make sure we all understand this. Some of you have seen this before. Maybe you have never seen it. But this is what, this represents our life and some of the relationships that we have in our life. And so if you can see this, it's not the best drawing, but it's three circles. And the one in the middle says core. And what happens is this is where God belongs in our life. This is what PK is saying, treasuring God over a girl, treasuring God over a guy. That's what PK is talking about. That's what he's saying, that he is the only constant. And what happens very, very quickly, especially at this age, is that you begin to take this circle, which is, we'll call it community, which is maybe where a guy or a girl, someone that you like, let's just put them right here, stick figure. And what happens is we're very, very quick to become obsessed with this person. We're very quick to allow this person to control our thoughts and for this person to control what we look like and for this person to control what we think. And if they're not looking at us, then we begin to think that we don't look good enough. Or if they're not replying to us, then we get mad or we, we get off center. And what happens is very easily we allow this person to come into the core of our life. And then what happens is that we put unrealistic expectations on someone else. Because students, here's the reality. The only constant and the only person who can fulfill every single need that you have is God. He is it. But what we do is that we obsess over the opposite gender. And then they take the place of God, and then we get tired of that person because they're not meeting needs that they were never created to meet. And see, the reality is, students, if you don't get this right, then it could lead, lead down a road and a path that you don't want to be on. And if I can just speak honestly for just a, a few minutes... The reality is most of you in this room do not have this figured out, and you're not supposed to. This is why in the middle school journey and in the middle school years, why it's so important to look to the opposite gender as a friendship, because you have not figured out what it means for God to be at the core of your life. You've not figured out what it means to really love God more than you like someone else. Because everywhere else you look, you hear the other message. Culture will tell you, no, it's more important to love yourself and to love someone else rather than loving God with your life. Some of your friends tell you that. Some, even, even your families could even relay that message to you. But, but I want to explain the truth. And the truth is, God has to be at the center. God has to be at the core. And I want you to know something. I know what this is like. I have lived and I have experienced what it is like when the person that I am with is not living in that way. 
When the person that I am with has not chosen to treasure God over a guy. And I'm telling you, from experience, it's a very hard life. It's a very difficult thing. It's a very challenging road. And for you in middle school, if you could just hear this and understand this, it would make a world of difference in your life. It would change the game when you begin to date. And also by God's grace, God's love, God's redemption, God's plan, I also know what it's like when you date someone and when you find someone who does have this figured out, who does treasure God over another guy or God over another girl. And I can tell you that that's the way that relationships were always meant to be in your life. But for you in middle school to think that you have this figured out, it's going to be really hard because social media is so important. And what your friends think is so important. And what other friends of their friends think is so important. And we are willing to give up the most important relationship in order for someone else who could never meet our needs to try to fill a void that only God can and students, you're going to talk about a little bit. You're going to talk about this a little bit tonight in your small groups. But this is the the action step, if you will. This is what I encourage of you. This is what I ask of you. It's very simple. Wait today. Simple. Wait today. Because of this picture, because of the way God meant for relationships to work. Maybe the best decision for you is to wait to date. Rather than allowing all this pressure and drama to come into your life that the opposite gender can easily cause, if you determine, hey, man, these three years, these two years, seventh, eighth grade, dude, I'm just going to wait to date. I'm going to focus on friendship. I'm going to focus on being the friend that I need to be and being the person that I want to be so that when you're ready to hit the play button on dating, then you are the person that you need to be. You're a healthy person and that you're choosing another healthy person. You're choosing another person who has God at their core. Because when you do this, when you are in relationship with someone who chooses God over another person, it's amazing. It's incredible. It's a blessing. It's a gift. And it's exactly the way that God meant for it to be. Now, what I don't want you to hear me saying is that you're wrong if you're dating. That's not the case. I'm not saying that you're wrong. What I'm saying is I think it's best if you're not. And I know some of you are. And so what I want to do is I want to make it really practical for just a few quick minutes, and I want to answer a few questions that I think will be helpful for you on a practical level that you will talk about tonight in your small group. And so here's what I want to do. I want to answer the question of when and who and how. When should you date? When should you start dating? You've already heard me say this. I would say not in middle school. But this is what I would also say. I would say that the answer to that question is very different for everyone in this room. It's different for everyone in this room because your family, your parents have different, different opinions, 
And you have different opinions than the person next to you. And at the end of the day, what I would encourage you to do is talk to God and talk to your parents. Talk to God and talk to your parents. The Bible says this. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, then you should ask of God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. And so what if you ask God and you brought that question to God and you said, God, man, when is the right time for me to start dating? You know, I'm really, I'm starting to get more and more attracted to the opposite gender. And so when is that time the right time? The second thing that I would say, though, is to talk with your parents. Because your parents are wise. They know best. They know what's best for you. And so I think it would be really cool. Now, is it easy to go home and talk to your parents about dating? Nope. But it could be very helpful. It could be very very beneficial. Very beneficial. Here's what I would encourage you not to do. Don't ask the person on your right or your left, unless it's a leader. Don't ask another middle school friend, because what do you think they're going to tell you? Oh, yeah, go ahead, date away. Not everybody, but some, some. And so listen, shh, listen up. Ask somebody that is older and wiser than you are, all right? Second question, really quick, really practical. Who? Who should you date? Who should you look to date? Very simply put, someone that loves God more than they like you. Someone that loves God more than they like you. On top of that, someone that you're attracted to both on the inside and on the outside. Those are important things to look for in dating. Ladies, someone that will honor you and that will respect you for who you are. And guys, someone that will allow you to be you. Crazy, awesome, incredible you, all right? Lastly, and then we're going to wrap up, how should you date? And we're going to talk a lot more about this question next Wednesday night. So definitely come back and hang out with us. But how should you date? It's very simple. If you are dating... And if your parents say it's okay for you to date, you should date and stay in groups. Let me tell you why. Last month, we did a series called Secrets. And one of the things that we discovered in that series is that bad things grow in the dark. Bad things grow in secret. And you are not at a place in your maturity or in your life to be alone with someone of the opposite gender. Date in groups. Here's what the Bible says. It says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything that you do flows from your heart. And so next week, here's what next week is about. Next week, you guys are going to hear what was God's plan when it comes to sex. What does that look like? Why did God create that because shh, because he did. He did create that. And one of the things we're going to talk about is what are the guardrails? What are the guardrails that you need to set up in your life? What are the guardrails that will help you to become that person who when you start dating, you're the person that you need to be and you're the person that the other person needs you to be.
In closing, here's what I want to say. I, I love, one of the things I love is I love TiVo. I love TiVo because when you're watching a show or a game, right, you can pause it. You can go get something to drink. You can get something to eat, pop some popcorn, have some nachos. Then you come back, you hit play, and it's right where you left it, right? And I want you to think of dating. I want to encourage you and challenge you to think of dating kind of in the same way. And Here's what I mean by that. I'm not saying it's wrong to date. I think it's a great thing to date at the right time. What I would say is that much like you can with TiVo, I would encourage you to hit pause. I would encourage you to take middle school and hit pause on dating until you are able to mature, until you are able to get to a place where you love God more than you like someone else and vice versa. Let's pray together. God, we love you so much. We thank you. You're amazing. You're an awesome God. And I pray, Father, for these students, God. Obviously, this is a subject that is different for everyone in the room. For some people, they're dating people. And for some people, they're not. So I just pray and I want to ask, God, that you would give wisdom where it's needed, that you would help students to be wise when it comes to this area of their life. And regardless of what culture would teach or would want, that you would help them to get to a place in their life where they love you more than they would like someone else. So we pray this in Jesus' name.